From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, email edition for May 20th, 2010, from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Majai. Also joining us this week, Diz Senior Correspondent Dave Parfit, and back in the peanut gallery, Miss Teresa Eccles, all by her lonesome, alone and bitter. <laughs> uh, as we do whenever we do an email show. And I have to say whenever because it tends to it's been very sporadic this year. Uh we'll be answering your emails and your voicemails. Um but uh before we get started, let me go through the usual spiel. If you would like to send us an email, the email address is podcast at wdwinfo.com or you can fill out the feedback form on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. If you would like to send us a voicemail, it's toll-free. The United States, Canada, and Mexico, 1-877-310-9662. Or the local number, 407-574-5093. You can also record a voicemail on your computer and send it to us. We have instructions on how to do that on the show notes page as well. And if you're an iPhone user, you can use your Voice Memos app that comes with iPhone to record your question, then just email it right to us. So, nice and simple. So, we're going to go ahead and get started. Our first voicemail comes to us from Steve in Sydney. And I forgot what Steve in Sydney asked us about, but I remember meeting him when I was down there. This is a DME question. Oh, Magical Express, that's right. So, here's Steve's question about Magical Express. Uh, g'day, podcast crew. Uh, this is Steve uh, from Sydney. Um, I had uh, lunch with Pete when he was in Sydney. Anyway, I have a question. Uh, you mentioned something about the Magic Express, um, that uh, Disney won't post the tags outside of America. So if I wanted to use that surface, how does the Disney people know to how to identify my luggage when it gets to the airport to pick it up, or do I have to pick it up and take it to the bus myself? Um, hope to hear from you soon. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for calling in, Steve. It's a good question. Anybody know the answer? I you do. It, you give it to a kangaroo, <laughs> and a kangaroo will put it in its pouch. Uh-huh. Okay. Isn't that how they get their luggage around in Australia? No, it really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> when you sign up for Disney's Magical Express and you indicate that you're from outside the United States and Puerto Rico and there's a third one I forget what it is but they give you instructions of what to do um, you have the choice of the first thing you do is when you get off the, the plane and you head over into the, the terminal you get off the tram go to delicing <laughs> do they Stop still it. do that? no of course not um, you go to the B side you have to go down, um, and that's on level one. That's where uh, the welcome desk is for Magical Express. And you can go to the, the desk, and they'll ask you for your um, baggage claim tags. And they'll take down those numbers. They don't take the, the claim tickets. And you can give them a description of your luggage, and they will go pull And pray it. to God it shows up in your hotel room. <laughs> it's well, black and square. Yeah, I would I would suggest a lot of people on the Diz always put, you know, like maybe, and I know with our luggage, because you see so many um, black suitcases, put something on it that makes yours stand out, that it doesn't look like, you know, the other 200 black suitcases that are on there. But they will go pull it and... Um, send it to your room for you or if you're really concerned whether or not it's going to make it you should go down to baggage claim get your luggage and then um go up to the the welcome desk and then they'll you know tell you to go out to the bus and then your uh luggage goes underneath the bus the disadvantage to that is you have to handle your luggage if you let magical express do it you know you don't ever see your luggage till you get into your room. It takes about three hours for it to show up. And Disney will tip anybody that handles your luggage if you let them take it all the way through. If you take it out to the bus, 
then basically anybody who touches your luggage, you should tip. But It's bizarre. The, the best piece of advice with that is, too, is no matter how you travel, have a carry-on bag that has, like, your stuff in it for the first 24 hours. You know, don't put your medications in your luggage. Um, pack bathing suits if you think you're going to go to the pool. Maybe you're coming in later. Put your PJs in there. Um, just sort of be self-sufficient for 24 hours so if the airline loses your luggage or whatever happens, it's not totally. While we were traveling just recently, I thought saw something that I thought was a good idea. The person had a basic black suitcase, and they had purchased colored tape. Not mm-hmm. duct tape, because duct tape is metallic, but had put their initials on it with, like a, I think it was like a green, a lime green um, masking tape. Like a masking yeah. tape kind of thing. Just something to differentiate your suitcase. And I've also said another recommendation is sometimes um, put some of your clothes in like your partner's suitcase. So if one of the suitcases get lost, you haven't lost everything. But Magical Express really is a great service. It's just you have to do it a little bit different if you don't get the tags. But when you sign up, they'll give you this um, set of instructions. So, you know, it's not like you have to guess what to do when you get to the airport. Okay, cool. Thank you for that, Kathy. Who has an email they would like to read? I do. Uh, mine is timely because if it's, a, it's about an APD question. Oh, hold on a second. Where's that saltwater taffy? <laughs> <laughs> Teresa has it. Oh, of course she does. <laughs> Teresa's already got it in her bag for going home. <laughs> Teresa's sitting on it. Right beside me. <laughs> of course she does. Because she's like a magnet for candy, apparently. <laughs> this is really good saltwater taffy, actually. That is good. All right, you can give it back to uh, Candy Magnet. <laughs> candy Spelling. <laughs> She's bitter. I'm just yeah. trying to draw you into the show. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> we, can put, we can put things on it to make it a feeding bag if you'd like. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Kevin, go ahead. Three, two, one. I know we're keeping all that I'm, in. I'm leaving that in. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Should I start now? (laughs) (laughs) This email is from John Scott in Cary, North Carolina. He says, hi, folks. My family is planning to take an Adventures by Disney Hollywood tour in June of 2011. You do know we're going in July of 2010, right? Uh, My question for the team, does does the ABD tour offer enough time at Disneyland? Are there must-sees we would not have time for? In your opinion, is an extra day or two worth the added cost and logistical trouble? Uh, John... First of all, it's really not that much trouble. Uh, Adventures by Disney usually offers pre- and post-night stays at the Adventure Hotels, and they are at a far, usually a great discount from what you could get on your own. So if you were looking to stay an extra day or two, you could probably stay right at the Grand Californian and not have to move your luggage. In my opinion, you do get some time in Disneyland, but if you're going to see Disneyland like you would travel to any other park, you don't have a whole day there unless you stay extra. You are allotted certain amounts of time, but the time you are allotted usually involves fast passes or being backdoored into attractions, but I don't think you get to actually tour the parks like you would if you were going on a specific vacation to Disneyland. So I think you probably need an extra day or two. I agree with that. If if you're if you're looking to really get that Disneyland experience, absolutely, um, I would add a couple of days. Keep in mind though that Disneyland uh, is a much smaller park than is our Magic Kingdom out here. It's also a more crowded park. Uh, honestly, I don't remember a time in the last few years that I've been out there, and I've been out there all sorts of. I've been out there in February, I've been in June, I've been in September. Uh, whenever I go, there's always seems to be a lot of people in that park. Uh, this is why the Adventures by Disney uh, ABD tour we took in April kind of spoiled me because you get backdoored onto everything, and then the things you don't get backdoored onto, you can basically use a fast pass for, as long as it's a fast pass attraction. Because um, Adventures by Disney is all about not waiting in line. Unfortunately, the Disneyland experience, even more so, I think, than the Walt Disney World experience, is all about waiting in line. So, 
you know, for if you've been to Disneyland before, if you've been there a few times, and there are just certain things you want to see, I think the ABD trip is enough. If you haven't been there before, it's been a while, and you want that experience, as Kevin said, then I agree. I think uh, adding a few days on, and you're right, you're not going to get a better price than what ABD is going to give you for the uh, the post-night stays. If you want to save some money, you might want to uh, schedule your return flight very late on the last day. The last day pretty much consists of a breakfast, and everybody says goodbye. So you'd have the almost the entire last day free to go do whatever you wanted to do. You could still use the, the transportation from ABD. And the, the Grand Californian will hold your luggage for that last day. I know that's what we've done. It's like did the red eye coming back to Orlando and then had like that whole last day to to tour the parks. Pete's right, though. The Adventures by Disney trip is going to spoil you. Right. Because on that last day, you will be in Disneyland on your own. Your your park ticket, your uh, the ticket that comes with your adventure will still be good for that last day. But you probably won't have fast passes or be backdoored into everything. Yeah. yeah. What if you tell your guy that, you know, we plan on going to the park? Do you think tell they you would? have a good time? Yeah, yeah. they can't. They can't do that. Yeah. Now, you have a regular pass. You can go get your own fast passes. You can, but I mean, you, that's you, not the same as them handing you a little bundle you, of you, them. If right. you're going to add two or three days onto a Disneyland trip, then you need to plan those two or three days the way any commando theme park person would plan those two or three days. Um, you know, Disneyland is even less an existential experience than Walt Disney World is, again, because of the crowds. And you also have to remember that what what impacts that a lot is uh, the fact that Disneyland is a, very much a locals park. It is a park that people in Southern California go to on the weekends on a regular basis. It's not it's not like it is here in Orlando. So that really has a huge impact. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, even Sundays, very 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 busy at Disneyland. Even on the off seasons, it's still going to be busy. I find parts of Disneyland absolutely claustrophobic at times. Oh, it's insane. The thing around Tarzan's treehouse. Oh, it's crazy. It just, it kind of makes me nervous. It's so crowded. Don't go in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you for that, Kevin. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I have one. This is from Mayor or Mara from New York. I just returned from Disney and was dis- disappointed to discover the KidCut stations and Epcot's future world were gone. I asked a cast member in interventions about it and was told they've been gone for almost six months now. I have not heard that or read about them being removed anywhere online. Just wanted to pass this along. The KidCut areas and World Showcase are still there. Yes, that's true. We had, I can remember updating that months ago. So, just in World Showcase now. Why did they get rid of them? Probably because they weren't making any money at it. I don't even remember where they were. In I remember world. there was one in the land. Yeah, that's the one I remember. Okay. That was the only one? I don't remember if there was... can't think of where else. can't see one in Test Track. Um, I know there was. Interventions? One in... I don't know. I guess I just don't remember. Yeah. Maybe that's why, because not, not too many people went to the ones in Future World. It's one of the things. I, I, I remember my girls doing them, and I'm trying to remember where they were. I definitely remember them doing the land, because we were in there waiting for Soren. They didn't seem to be connected with the World Showcase KidCot stations, where the kids will do the mask, and then they'll get the trinkets. That yeah, those have a theme the going yeah. on. Yeah. And there was a little theme with the the ones in future world but it just it wasn't as well developed as world showcase was all right well thank you very much for that kathy our next voicemail comes to us from our friend joe g in boston who listened to our intro show that we released a couple of weeks back and has some questions for us so here is joe your attention please the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Hey there, podcast crew. This is uh, Joe from uh, Massachusetts, Boston. Uh, Joe G. on the boards. And uh, 
I'm taking a little scenic trip around Massachusetts this morning. It's a lovely Saturday morning. Uh, it's uh, rainy and 54 degrees. Uh, I don't know if it gets much better. Uh, but I wanted to uh, give you guys a question. I was listening to the podcast uh, that I have on my, uh, my MP3 player, and I came across the introduction one kind of got into you, what you guys do for work and, and so forth for the Diz. And uh, I'll throw this question to the group, Pete, and uh, what it is is, you know, we all work, and there's something that we love about our jobs that, you know, every day we love to go to work, and there's something that we hate about our jobs. And uh, as I was listening to you guys, I was like, you know, this must be your your fantasy job, your perfect job, but also uh, from experience, some days even your perfect job has its issues. So uh, I was wondering if you guys would share with me uh, and the rest of uh, the podcast group out there uh, your favorite thing about working for the Diz and uh, your worst. I uh, really appreciate it. Love listening to uh, the podcast as always, and uh, also wanted to thank you for the uh, stuff that you did about Bob. Uh, being from Massachusetts is a little soft spot, I guess. Uh, you know, for Bob in there, and uh, when you did your introductions, you mentioned Bob, but I one of my questions was going to be that. Uh, uh, kind of ask some questions or have you guys expand on how Bob got on the on the podcast crew and you just did that recently so uh, I really appreciate that and I enjoyed that and uh, talk to you guys later uh, I know was it Julie and Kevin really loved the, this tune so I figured I'd play it for you guys well you guys have a great day and uh, listen to you soon bye now <laughs> Kevin really likes monkey grinder, organ grinder. That's <laughs> all I have on my iPod. Yeah, he dances around the house in his underwear to it. Yeah. Little finger symbols. It's great. All right, so loves and hates about um, your job. For me, you know, working from home is a double-edged sword. I love it. It has its benefits, especially with kids, and especially if you like to sleep late and stay up late working. But there are a lot of times where I envy people with nine-to-five jobs mm. because you really can't escape work you have to leave the house to escape work it's funny you should say that that was going to be my exact answer yeah so it's a love hate it's a double-edged sword um one thing i love about the diz is the you know for me it's a creative playground yeah you know you get to test creative stuff in a live instant gratification website where millions of people are seeing what you're doing a day so that's that's the really exactly. really fun part about it and you disney i mean really yeah who else? For me, it's the I would have the same answer. The only different spin I would put on it is um, I love that one of the things I love is the interaction with the people. I deal with the people on the I deal with that's the wrong word. I uh, associate with the people on the boards a lot. I you know chat all the time and things like that, and I love that. One of the things I miss is especially at first I missed the social interaction of work. Oh yeah, the things I don't miss are those team meetings where you have to tell why you trust other people and um, fall back into each other's arms. and We do that at home. <laughs> those team-building exercises. I was Can never I good do, at those. We do brainstorming. I have a blackboard up <laughs> the house. There, there are any number of things that I both love and could do without uh, in this job. Uh, for me, I, I think my experience is a little different in that uh, you know uh, John and I have been here since day one I mean we were we are day one of, of this whole thing so I think our experiences with it are, are you know just by virtue of that are different than anybody else's um, for me this has never been a job this has been a child this has been my child and I am fiercely protective of who gets close to it. And anybody that I think is not taking proper care of it, 
I, I have been I'm known to be extremely protective of it. Um, that puts a pressure on you that you know to constantly watch and constantly be on guard and you know not having children i can only imagine how great that feeling is when you have kids uh also there is a political aspect to this job that i have never done well um especially in dealing with disney uh disney's an incredibly political organization and I started my own business because I didn't want to deal with that. And I don't I don't deal with it. I don't which is why, you know, thank God I I've surrounded myself with people who are much more diplomatic than I am because I don't have any diplomacy skills whatsoever. I say exactly what's on my mind. And if I think something is bull, I call it. Um and I have done that in meetings. <laughs> I have done that in places where I probably shouldn't have. Uh, it's also a very uh, engrossing job. It infiltrates every aspect of my life. Um, there is no downtime. There is no period in time where I'm not thinking about it. There's no period in time where I'm not pondering it, considering it, looking at things. Uh, it's just it's a very, very consuming job. And uh, sometimes after a while... You don't want that, you know. With technology, I mean, we're we'll go out to dinner, and I'm checking my emails, and Julie's like, "Okay, put your phone down." Yeah, you just can't escape it. No, I I can't, I can't. It's it's, but it's also you know the the that double edged sword is that I love it. Yeah. If I see, I I can't do anything I don't enjoy, and uh, if I didn't enjoy this, I just simply would not do it, and that's the other part is that you know I'm checking into a hotel tomorrow. For a three, you know, for three nights for a review, um, I get to go into the parks. I get to go to California with Adventures by Disney. I get to go to Australia. I get to go to Europe. Um, I get to have these experiences that you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the Disney fans out there won't ever get. And uh, you know, as a fan, as a longtime fan, uh, it's it's. That's really, really cool. Uh, you know, plus I'm associated with the largest and, in my opinion, best Disney fan site and Disney-specific travel agency that exists. Um, and I take a great deal of pride in that. So, yeah, it's, it's, it is a double-edged sword, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's worth it. It's worth for me. I definitely feel incredibly lucky. When I say it's a double-edged sword, there's no complaint. Right. No, I understand exactly what you mean. There's no complaints at all. I absolutely feel lucky to do what I do. And I think to myself, I've had other jobs where I worked to pay for the things I liked to do. That's why I worked. I didn't really get any enjoyment out of it. It was a job. And I did it for health insurance and pay, and you do crap you don't want to do. I never, ever feel like that. Mm-hmm. I posted so, on Facebook Thursday, you know, taking Ferris to the Magic Kingdom. And one of my friends re- responded and said, do you ever work? Or are you always doing research? <laughs> no, you're working all that the time. Is, yeah. That, yeah. Is, exactly. that is work, you know. And, and I think what a lot of people don't understand is that when you do this for a certain amount of time, uh, for as long as we've done it, you know, I've been doing it 13 years, Corey. You've been doing it for, what, eight, nine, going on nine? 2001. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's going on nine years this October. Um, when you do it for that long, um, it's not like it's not the same experience you had when you came to Disney on vacation, um, and that was something I wasn't prepared for. And I, I will admit there was a period of a few years where I just I barely stepped foot in a theme park because it just it was too disappointing. Because I thought I moved down here thinking that you know I was permanently going on vacation. <laughs> I mean, I knew logically in my head that that wasn't going to happen, but you know, somewhere in my subconscious or in my heart or wherever it was, that's what I thought. I thought I was, you know, and then you know, dealing with Disney from the Dreams Unlimited perspective as a business, not as a customer, uh, was 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 a real eye opener. Um, Their 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 practice in business is very different than their practice. I'm not saying that's negative or positive; it's just different. 
than it is for for a guest. Uh, and so you know, it's it, it de- yeah, definitely it, it, it took a toll on me there for a while. And then you know, at the end of last year, I stepped down. I stepped down from my role uh, on the Diz and turned it over to Corey. And then just found new things to do. Um, you know, here I was thinking that I was going to. I mean, there was also, you know, there was a need. There was a, there were things that needed to be done within the business that, under the previous setup, weren't getting done, couldn't get done. And so now I, you know, I, I have that creative freedom to say, okay, I'm going to work on this now. I'm going to work on this now. Things I wanted to work on for a while, but and it is work, but it's it's a great joy. It's a great joy. I am so incredibly grateful, so incredibly grateful for this business and for this site. So, who else? I would say, I mean, everything that everybody else has said, but to me, my frustration is when Disney, like, releases whatever, is, like, trying to get a straight answer from somebody so that we can confirm it and get it up on the website. And Lee and I will both call, and I can remember one time we called 13 times. It was for a dessert party. What the dates were they extended it to. And out of those 13 times, I think we got, like, eight different answers. Who's Lee? Lee. Lee. Yeah. Oh, Lee. <laughs> and you know her that, imaginary friend, yes. her imaginary coworker. Yes. I think I know everybody. <laughs> Little stuffed monkey she has. Who's she Lee? sets them up and says, "Sorry, Leah. Sorry, you Leah. call too." Lee Cockerell started working with Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> but th- other than that, I mean, and I've been involved in home-based businesses for years, and like everybody else, that I keep saying, you know, that I'm going to try to get to that point where, when it comes five o'clock, you shut the door. I'm not there yet. Doesn't probably, happen. Probably never do that, but I love my And then job. you get the emails from people who want to know why you're working at 2.30. It's just, you know. Because it's, it's when you can get stuff done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I said the other day something about, you know, I saw a theme park in my future, and somebody says, oh, is that work? You know? And it's like, yeah. You know? I mean, I do try to do something that I have never done when I go to a theme park every time. Katie and I went over yesterday. So I still try to, I was standing on Main Street dancing to the, um, the parade as it went by, and Katie's are like, "No, people know me here. Don't dance." So I still get, <laughs> I still get caught up in the moment of Disney, and I try to remember that as I'm sitting at my desk. It's hard to explain Disney. to people that you go out to dinner for work, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it is work, it is work, and sometimes you know, like when I sometimes Walter and I will go out and have a meal, and I have to be conscious of saying, you know what, I'm not going to sit and pick apart every every inch of this experience because you know i have to i have to say to myself sometimes this is not for the show this is not for the site it's always like a learning experience though when you go out because it's like oh look look what just happened i can't wait to to share this right. or tell it so you might or try. remember the details mm-hmm. exactly exactly how many of us don't have notes in our iphones about something that happened no, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous and i keep coming up with new ways to put them in i keep coming you know the new apps oh i want to try that app because this allows me to organize my notes my new thing now is called evernote um it's brilliant it's free it, it runs on your computer it runs on your ipad it runs on your iphone and syncs all your notes up together so you can access them from anywhere and it's and i found know, one the other day when i went to see the space shuttle launch but i used it when i was in the park yesterday that you can get a pedometer for your iphone so that you can see how far you've walked you don't have to put that little one on your side you yeah, can I just that, pull up that's a double-edged really? does it actually work mm-hmm. yeah. it sure does i, I found out that i walked a, a mile and a half to a bathroom last week and a mile and a half back did you wet yourself no <laughs> no how far did you walk to your peed <laughs> <laughs> but i just thought that was you know another clever way to you know, because people always want to know how far they walk in the park, and people ask that on the boards. So now I know how far it is to walk different places in the parks. Teresa, what about you? My favorite part of the job is working at home, and I like that, all aspects of that. I also like helping people with their vacations. That's kind of cool, and going to Disney World. My least favorite part of the job is when I sit down to check my emails, and there's an email from John. And I just shut my eyes and click on it and take a deep breath before I read it, hoping it's good news and not bad news. Is sending you spam? Yeah, really. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I'm a Saudi out. prince. A kitten playing a violin or something. <laughs> Look at what my cats can do, Teresa. I'm trying to figure out. 
Or you need to show me how do you send certain people's emails straight to junk? I don't know how to do that. So I always get really nice emails from John. Do you? Mm-hmm. Something else that I really love about my job that if I, you had asked me this before I started, I couldn't have explained it. I love being able to use my own time management. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to. It's really nice to know that I don't, while there might be a deadline, I can manage how it gets done. Right, exactly. That if I have to go out to a doctor's appointment, it's not an issue of I have to use my personal time. Our, exactly. Our philosophy, John, you know, John's philosophy and my philosophy is really simple. Uh, as long as you get the job done, we don't care when you do it. You know, that's the benefit of working from home, that, you know, we're not, we're not micromanagers. We're not going to sit and breathe down people's necks, but the job's got to get done. Job's not getting done. That's another problem. That is cool, though, with kids at home. You know, mm-hmm. I can be doing something and, and take a three-minute break to change the laundry or start dinner or whatever I need to do. That's an, I, I don't mean to keep going back, but that's another thing, that when you have a job outside of those the house, all of those things that have to be done at home wait for you to get home. Right. Yeah. And... I li- we live in a small enough house that I don't think you can go anywhere in the house without passing the laundry. So one of us is always throwing something in the washer yeah. or the dryer. So it's nice to never think to yourself, you know what? I hear people say, well, I took Sunday and did my laundry. Right. That would make me crazy. Another part I really hate about my job now is my new chair I sat in. Um, I went to Your the ca- ball? My ball. I went to the chiropractor this week and he took away my desk chair and gave me this giant red ball I'm supposed to sit on while I work. Like a birthing ball? Yes. It's a big exercise ball, and it's weird. It's supposed to keep you centered, make your back feel better. But so far, I just roll off and hit the floor. Oh, <laughs> I, I have to have Grace take video of this. <laughs> you should have a live webcam set up. Yeah, really. Me trying to balance on my ball and work. I found out you can't drink or eat while sitting on the ball. So that has <laughs> I bet I could. I haven't mastered it yet. I'll figure out a way. All right. Well, thank you for the question, Joe. I don't get to go. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. John likes that he's a genius. Really? (laughs) Um, My job is more Dreams Unlimited related than Diz related, so that's where my answer is going to come from. I enjoy and always enjoyed everything that's that's involved in helping people have a vacation. So whether it's the technical stuff or the working with the agents or that stuff, that to me is the most satisfying part of it. The new stuff that we've been doing lately putting the adventures by Disney together, putting the podcast cruises together, that's icing on the cake. You really enjoyed that. Too. That's the coolest stuff we could do. Those surprises, those things we get to do. Those- you, ha- you guys have no idea how much he gets off on that stuff, on, on putting together surprises, putting together you know, really uh, unique experiences for when we do these events. I mean, he... This is like, you know, he's like a kid in a candy store with this stuff. Or exactly how much goes into it. Oh, exactly. Exactly. A lot of work goes into it. But it's something that he, you know, right. it's it, it honestly, I haven't much- seen him enjoy an aspect of his job as much as that in a long time. And it wouldn't be as much fun or as, as rewarding if it were easy. If it were just pick mm-hmm. up the phone and someone said, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I mean, and also the reaction, the reaction right. and response right. you get from, from our, our folks, you know, having like, oh, my God, like the like Toy Story Mania party. So he just eats that stuff up with a spoon. Because I like doing what I think would be fun and cool. Right. And now you have all these people who think it's fun and cool, too. So it's kind of like you're not the dork. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, the worst part of my job, you know, working with Teresa. <laughs> I have to say. I knew that was coming. Sending Teresa emails. <laughs> no, actually, um, similar to what you said, it's working with the machine of Disney. Uh, I'm not going to go into details, but you and I had a problem with Disney this past week. Oh, yeah. And they changed a software system that affected us in such a way that we were not getting paid our commission. And it was a lot of money, and it took a lot of time to get them to figure it out that they had put this thing in place and no one thought to test it or to look into it or figure out what was going on. So it's it's that type of stuff that it's frustrating because it takes away from the real stuff. Yeah, the stuff that you should be focused right. on. After something like you mentioned the Toy Story Mania party, seeing the people's reactions and hearing the comments of it, it, it sort of makes you think to yourself, wow. It's... It's, it's really is cool. Yeah. 
It's one of the big payoffs. Right. See, I, I think I have to I have to say one other thing too about something I really enjoy about my job is I've gotten to meet some really wonderful people and I've made some wonderful friends. And this was driven home for me on this Mediterranean cruise, getting a chance to spend that time with Yvette Namil and Gavin and Becky. Uh, just you know, I, I, numerous times I even said it to Walter during the during that cruise. I said, you know. If we hadn't done this show, these people would not be a part of my life. And what and how much worse my life would be for not having them in it. And these aren't people who you grew up next to. No, right? you know they're and, from England and the Netherlands and yeah, Italy. And Mars. it's it's yeah. uh, it's really uh, that quite possibly is the greatest benefit for me that has come from doing this is that. Uh, these are people, you know, and I, you know, I, I would sit there with them. I mean, there are people I like well enough, but very honest. I'll be honest with you. There are very, very few people I like enough because just the way I am, my personality, I just, there are very few people that I would want to spend 11 nights on a ship with. And I got to tell you, there was not one minute of that 11 nights that I was with those guys that I regretted. Having them there. That's more nice. Um, they were just, I mean, they're great. They're fun. And even though they were, they, they paid their own way. I mean, we didn't pay for their staterooms. Um, they pitched in and helped out with that event and wanted to. I kept saying, this is your vacation. We want to do this. We want to do this. Um, you know, you don't come across a lot of people like that. You know, the amount of support that we get from our community, too. I mean, no, it's ridiculous. The, it's for, crazy. Ferris's Buddy Walk. I mean, the amount of support we got from our Diz fr- uh, fans and friends, it was, it was unreal. It was so overwhelming. I'm like, this is, you know, I've never met some of these people. And they were just so generous. Oh, yeah. It's, there's nothing like that. There's something else that I keep thinking. I keep thinking of more things. It's the fact that people trust us. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. I got a very a huge compliment on our adventures by Disney trip when one of our fellow travelers said to me, "You have my credit card. Just sign me up for the next one. I want to go wherever you go. Wherever you guys go, I'll go." And I think to myself, "Holy moly!" Yeah. And I would say even like when we've had different things come up and we've asked for prayers or you know, and the outpouring of love and support that we've all gotten, that it's just. You know, it's hard to explain to other people, but I mean, it's something I'm going to treasure forever. I took oh. lots of trips to that well last year. Now, well, the trust issue in particular, um, you know, is something that I'm, I'm I'm very grateful for. I'm also very conscious of. That is why I am so. You use the word protective before. Protective, I- very protective of what we do. And that it be honest, it not be shtick. I can't stand shtick. That if these people are going to trust us and trust our opinions, then it damn well better be honest. They may not agree with us. They may have a different experience than we had, but they can always know that what we're saying is not based in any way on our financial interests. It is based on our personal preference. And there are times I've got to work hard. You know, believe me. From a business perspective, it would have been really easy for me to say that that Mediterranean cruise was perfect in every regard and wonderful and everybody should go do it. I can't. I couldn't say that. It was a great cruise, but there was a lot wrong. And that's what I had to come back and say. And it's because of that trust that is always over me. Whenever I think, whenever I'm tempted, you know, Harry Potter, we were just talking about this before we started recording, about Harry Potter and <clears throat> how great it would be for business if Harry Potter was a success. Um, but I'll tell you now, if I go in there and don't like it, that's what I'm going to say. I don't care what impact that has on business. As a matter of fact, I think we have found that the truth sells really well. And that takes a lot of pressure off us that we can be honest and it has not had a negative impact ne- necessarily. And there are some areas where it has. But I'm okay with that. I would rather I, – I can only represent things I like. It's, I'm not a good salesman, but I am very good at sharing what I'm passionate about. Um, so I just have to go find things I'm passionate about. 
um, like the Mediterranean cruise. I'm not overly passionate about it. I don't think I'll go back and I don't know that I would go back and do that again right away. I might go back next year. I may not. Not like the Adventures by Disney trip. Now that I'm passionate about because that was an amazing experience. That was an amazing experience. And that's where that trust comes in is that I'm being honest about it. Other people may disagree and that's fine, but at least you'll know that what we're saying is honest. And I tell everybody sitting at this table all the time, say it as it is, tell it like it is, whatever you think, whatever you feel, that's what needs to be said. So, and I think we've done that. I think we do that on a regular basis and I don't think people need to be reminded all that often. So cool. Good question. Who's got an email? I do. Oh, let's Dave go. Go ahead, Dave. Dave. You really have to be faster around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sir, you're sitting at a business meeting here and raising your hand. <laughs> this is a cut more cutthroat. You don't than raise that. your hand on radio. No. no. I have an email from Kelly Brown from Washington D.C. and she wanted some more information about Night of Joy. That was her question. She wanted information about Night of Joy. So I did some digging and found out that uh, Night of Joy is taking place September 10th and 11th in the Magic Kingdom. It's the 28th annual Night of Joy. Tickets went on sale this past May 1st, so you can buy tickets. Performing are the past Christian Music Artists of the Year, Third Day, Mercy Me, and Chris Tomlin. And 2010 Artists of the Year nominees, Casting Crowns and Francesca Battistelli. And they say they had a star-powered 15-act lineup set for Disney's Night of Joy 2010, September 10th and 11th. Is when the law- Was star in quotation marks? <laughs> uh, Sounds like a virtual, who, virtual who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I can not, tell you. Not that- exactly my genre of music that I listen to, but I, I've heard of a couple of the, of the names. So. It, it gets very, very, very crowded. And it also draws a very young crowd. Well, and just mm-hmm. uh, for clarification, for those who don't know, Night of Joy is a hard-ticket event uh, that is a Christian-themed uh, event that is done every year at the Magic Kingdom. And uh, that's, that's what that is. That's, uh, that requires a separate admission to the park. And churches take whole busloads of kids oh, down yeah. there. Yeah. So anybody know how quickly you need to get tickets for this? Is this something you should buy your tickets for right away? It, it's a popular thing. Yeah. I don't know that they, they they fill up the Magic Kingdom, but I also don't know what how many they limit it to. Since it is a hard ticket event, they can limit the number of people. So We were in there. We were in the park one night. As we were leaving, we had gone in to purchase something, and we were on our way out. As they let the people in, and I was flabbergasted by how fast Main Street and the Hub filled up. It was, it was I did very that once, too. Never again. <laughs> there are several attractions open, too. Uh, Big Thunder, Space Mountain, Buzz Lightyear, Splash Mountain, and Pirates. Ticket prices for Night of Joy, ages 10 and up, are fifty-seven ninety-five. Actually, ages 3 through 9 are also fifty-seven ninety-five. So it seems like ticket prices are fifty-seven ninety-five. <laughs> Night of Joy. Uh, if you want two nights, both nights, uh, September 10th and September 11th, it, tickets are eighty nine ninety five. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you for that, Dave. Corey, what do you have? Uh, this comes from Sarah Button from Canada. I'll be traveling to Disney World August 27th through September 9th. I've been there the same time the last two years and really enjoy going to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Unfortunately, the party does not start until the 14th of September this year, and to make things worse, everything seems to be ending the 14th of August. Summer Night-tastic, Star Tours, Wishes Dessert Party. Do you know of any special events that will be going on during my vacation, or if any of the above events will be extended? It looks like you're SOL, but I wouldn't count out uh, Wishes Dessert Party because they've been right. they've been extending that for uh, a while now. So you might get lucky and get that uh, during your vacation. The only other thing I found around the time uh, that you're going to be here is a Disney pin collection event, 827 through the 29th at the World Showcase of Epcot. Get more information on DisneyPins.com. But that's really the only thing I found, unfortunately. You might get to see uh, decorations going up the last day of your vacation for the Halloween party. And who's not to say that they might not... Because this is later this year for the Halloween party. Who's right. to say they might not add a day or two if they see that what their crowd level is going to be like? So one can only hope. 
Mm-hmm. Have they definitively said that Star Tours is ending August 14th? September 8th. Yeah, so I thought August 14th was when they were having that party, the last tour to Endor, and they said that was the beginning of the end of the, the Star Tour. So mm. It's going to take them a month to end it. Less, so they may have but the party is when? The party is August 14th. Okay. The I last think, tour to Endor party. I think that's what it, she's referring to, the party. But that's because it coincides with the convention. Celebration 5, yes. That I'm very excited about. Carrie Fisher appearing. Who's that? <laughs> I'm kidding. Are you coming down for that, Dave? <laughs> I am coming down for that, Oh, yes. boy, you are, a, you are a geek of the first order, aren't you? <laughs> it's only for research, purely research. Of course it is. <laughs> Kevin's going to the Postcards on the Edge convention. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Well, it's Carrie Fisher. Not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> All right, Teresa, what do you have back there? Thank you for that, Corey. Um, I have one from Kathy Daly Walzer. It says, Hi, Kathy. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you do know you're not Kathy, right? I do know. Okay. Kathy gave this one to me. Have the rooms at the Swan been renovated? I heard they were recently, but can't get confirmation. Yes, they were. It's been um, probably several years. The Dolphin is going under some renovation right now, but the Swan has been completely done, and it's beautiful. And they all have the heavenly beds now? Yes, they do. See, I knew you were the expert. Those are nice. And the difference, I don't know if anybody knows the difference. Most people do. Swan has queen size. Dolphin has full size. So there is a slight difference. But okay, good place, good times. <laughs> what is wrong with her? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the peanut gallery. She says that, and I just get good times going through my head. Then. <laughs> All right, our next voicemail comes to us from Leslie, who has... Uh, a review for us of her experience uh, saying club level at the Wilderness Lodge. So here is Leslie. Hi, podcast team. This is Leslie, and my username is Tim and Leslie on the boards, and I'm calling to do a review for you. Um, recently, my friend Diane, who's DD Diz Runner on the boards, and I had a wonderful girls-only trip to Walt Disney World for the weekend. We had booked a room at the Wilderness Lodge, which is one of my favorite resorts, and upon check-in, we were pleasantly surprised that we had been given a complimentary upgrade to a club-level room. We were beyond excited. The room itself was nice, just like the other rooms at the Wilderness Lodge. We enjoyed the added benefit of nightly turndown service and the complimentary robes that were in our room. Of course, one of the major perks of being at concierge level was all the food in the lounge, which we really enjoyed. The assortment of food that they put out was amazing. In the morning, they had out fresh fruits, muffins, pastries, bagels, and croissants, as well as an assortment of five different kinds of cereals. I'm not a coffee or a tea drinker, but at all times of the day, they had awesome hot beverage machine that had coffee, cappuccinos, hot tea, and hot chocolate available. They also had a juice station with orange, apple, and cranberry juice. The refrigerator had yogurt, juice boxes, Mickey milk, and soda available in the morning. They had trays available if you wanted to take things to your room at any time of the day, and they also had to-go cups for beverages out at all times. They put out a mid-morning snack after breakfast that had all different snacks, such as goldfish, peanuts, gummy bears, and cookies. In the afternoon, they filled the fridge with cans of Coke products and juice boxes and, again, some Mickey milk. They changed the beverage station to lemonade and iced tea. We had some lemonade and cookies, and they were very good. They had an early evening spread also, which was our favorite because of the complimentary beer and wine. They put out a lot of food during this time, and you could easily eat dinner here. On our first night, they had a hot soup selection, several hot appetizers, sandwich roll-ups, a cheese and veggie tray, peanut butter and jelly pockets, as well as some cookies. The fridge was stocked with four different types of beers, cans of Coke products, and juice boxes. They had three different types of red wines out and three varieties of chilled white wine as well. All of the food that we tried was excellent, and the wine and beer was tasty, too. We were only there for two evening spreads. The other night was similar to the first, but it also included pulled pork sandwiches and some different soups and hot appetizers. In the late evening, they also had another spread out, which had three varieties of desserts from layer bars to cookies and iced brownies. It was all pretty good. We enjoyed the lounge area and the food that was served. They always did a great job of restocking things and staying up on top, staying on top of keeping the tables cleaned off as well. I found the staff at the Wilderness Lodge Concierge Lounge just okay. They weren't overly friendly. They would rarely greet you and smile. And the one time I had to use their services, I wasn't that impressed. I had flown AirTran and needed to check in and pay for my bag the night before. When I asked her what the best way to do this was, she told me that if I checked in online using my laptop, I wouldn't be able to use the resort airline check-in. So I didn't want to do that. 
She told me I could not prepay for my bag using the resort airline check-in downstairs, so she gave me a phone number for AirTran to call and prepay for my bag. I called the number that night, and it wasn't the right number. After three calls and being transferred to several people, I was finally given the correct number, but when I called, AirTran's system was down, so I didn't know how I was going to pay for my bag. I went down to the resort check-in the, night, the next morning, and they said that they do allow you to pay, prepay for bags down there. So the lady at the concierge level was mistaken. We loved our experience at the concierge level. The service wasn't anything to write home about and definitely not worth the extra money if we would have been paying for it ourselves. The food was wonderful, and now I fear that I may have been spoiled by all of the wonderful food and beverages they put out. You could definitely avoid paying for food out of pocket when staying at concierge. Maybe that's Disney's plan, to offer free upgrades to people so that they're hooked and want to return. Hmm, I wonder. Overall, I would rate our concierge experience a 10 out of 10 figuring the upgrade was free. However, if I would have paid for it myself, I would have given it a 7 out of 10 based upon the lack of customer service we experienced. I hope you found my review helpful. Thanks for all you do, podcast team. I just love your show. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Leslie. Thanks very much, Leslie. That's uh, a great, concise look at uh, Wilderness Lodge Concierge. It's funny because the last time I stayed Wilderness Lodge Concierge, that was pretty much my experience, too. I thought the staff was uh, below average. Hmm. Uh, in terms me. of the uh, of the service they offered, especially in comparison to what you got at the Polynesian, because uh, I'll tell you, Polynesian concierge among the best I've ever seen. Just mm. spectacular. Uh, the way they greeted you, not just the way they greeted you, but also in terms of they would really do anything for you. Uh, they really would do anything for you. So. Um, um, I'm going to get a chance to experience another concierge l- l- uh, lounge in a couple of weeks, uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm-hmm. Managed to get a really, really good deal. A lot of the Dizzers rave about that yeah. one. Well, I'm interested to see how it stacks up. I'm really interested to see how it stacks up. But uh, that'll be uh, – it's going to be interesting because I'm at All-Star uh, Music this week. <laughs> and then Portofino Bay the end of the month for Harry Potter. And then right after Portofino Bay is Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm. So it's kind of... The spectrum? The spectrum, yes. The full spectrum. I'm really surprised, though, with any concierge level that a complaint would be about the staff and how they were treating you and what their attitude was. Now it all comes down to the general manager. Yeah, and I would think that would be one thing that for sure that would be a given. I could see Mm -hmm. maybe the food not being that great or or being a little disappointed at that. You would think, if anything, you're paying for that experience and that treatment. Well, it really does come down to the general manager in each individual hotel. They're the ones that really, you know, they, they're the ones that have direct control over that staff and how they're trained and what the, what the benchmarks are and all that good stuff. So it is kind of, you know, uh, it, it comes down to that. So I wonder if there are other service failures at Wilderness Lodge as well because if the concierge staff isn't good and that's usually supposed to be your best and your brightest uh, you know, I, I would wonder what the what the what the rest of the staff is like. So, thank you very much for that, Leslie. Anyone else have a email they'd like to read? I have one. Yanni. Mine's from Kathy, and Kathy's in Louisville, Kentucky. Hey team, I have a question about Adventures by Disney. I know some of you guys have been on the ABD tours. Do you think that a single person would enjoy the tours? I know it's expensive for the for the single person, and I was wondering how it would work for me. Um. If you are the type of person who is okay with being a single person on a tour, I think these are great. People try to uh, include you in everything. The, the guides are great about trying to include you. But also, you become sort of one big family yeah. on these tours. And people look out for each other. And they really there's a sense of camaraderie. So you're not going to feel like the cheese stands alone. Exactly. Like, and, you know, for me, I'm not somebody who... Uh, is inclined to travel alone if i was to do it i don't think i would have a problem doing it with adventures by disney honestly i mean it's not like you're going to be sat at a table by yourself right um or ostracized because you know you can't you yeah, your, a- your group meals are always in a group you know a group setting you may you may be at you know several different tables but it's always you know tables for six um you know Stuff like that. So you never like, yeah, it's, you, ne- you never like, as John says, like the cheese stands alone. And even in your downtime, we found on all of the adventures that if you, 
wanted to be alone, you had a workout. <laughs> yeah. Because even in your downtime, all you have to do is say to somebody, listen, what are you doing? And that's usually how it goes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Do you want to join us? Because you're now traveling with a whole bunch of other people who are having the same experiences with you. So on the, the couple that we've been on, anytime that we had downtime, it was usually, this is what we're going to go do. Do you want to go do it with us? And right. I would also suggest going to the Adventures by Disney forum and seeing if someone wants to travel with you. I know that's kind of a big, scary step. You know, how can Even I- come to the Disney. See, that I wouldn't do. That I, I wouldn't do. There are I, some people who are adventurous like Yeah, that. I mean, there's absolutely. If, if you're the type of person that really, you know, doesn't mind that, great. But uh, I, would, I would travel solo with Adventures by Disney. I would not uh, – I, I don't think I would travel with someone I don't really know. We had a couple people, several – Not in the same room anyway. Well, we had a couple in our last adventure who did it, and they all seemed to be successful. Well, I think with the podcast group – it's a little different um, than well, I, just. I, I think that's more along the lines of what I was talking about. Oh, I was, okay. I, I wasn't talking about like putting a note up in a laundromat or anything. Well, no, I'm saying just even going to the even just going to the Adventures by Disney board. They're not necessarily podcast listeners. Um, so I think that there's you know it's a little bit different for people who are fans of the show, um, sharing a room together. That there's that you have more in common than just you know the kind of the. Uh, the, the the wide array of things in the Disney universe, you have something more concrete in common. Um, but you know, I don't know. I I just the thought of that that makes me nervous. That would make me nervous because <laughs> you don't know. I mean, you, just, you know, I'm not saying that like you know you're gonna get like you know killed in your sleep or anything. But <laughs> you know, it's just like what if you know what if what if the person that you're sharing the room with is. Uh, Flatulent, flatulent, or <laughs> or is you know crazy, um, snores and does out. and does like crazy things. And like what if you got stuck with Teresa? Exactly, her and her ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, watching her watching her bleach her mustache. Oh man. <laughs> okay, all right. I wouldn't want to be with John. And probably, I don't even want to say what I was going to say. <laughs> you know, it's just it's. Because it can either work out really, really I wax. well. I don't believe. <laughs> I'm not talking about the bikini, honey. I'm talking about oh, the Mustang. Um, you know, it can either work out really, really well, or it can absolutely ruin your vacation if the person you're sharing a room with is someone you don't know, and you don't find out until that first night that oh no, this person's crazy. I don't want to be in a room with this person. There, you know, it's kind of hard to change it at that point. So it's I, the adventure part. Yeah, well, <laughs> I yeah, that's why I could never do it. But all right, well, thank you for the question. Who'd like to do our final email? I got an email from Mike Holland in Texas, and Mike had a question about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And since I was just able to uh, take a sneak peek of that that we talked about on the last show, I thought I could take a stab at this. So his question is. How much of the museo projection technology used in Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and as it and is it used in customer interaction, such as Crush at Epcot? Well, I don't know about the specific projection technology, but I can talk about the interaction. Um, there is no interaction similar to what you would get with Crush in Epcot or any of those living characters. What you're going to see is a loop of film. Um, it looks incredibly. Uh, three-dimensional and realistic but you're not going to get that guest interaction like with some of the things that disney has come up with you mean kenneth brenna is not really in the screen talking to me kenneth Branagh is not going to talk with you no no but um how many different ways can we pronounce his last name (laughs) brenna brenna there's the correct way and oh my (laughs) (laughs) oh my and I thank you I for bet you money it's not Bernard. <laughs> you got schooled by Dave Parfait. <laughs> That's peanut buster to you. <laughs> but uh, I know they have a couple of different film loops with the, uh, the main characters, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. They have at least two different film loops, but there's no interaction there. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm really anxious to see it. I'm really ang- and I And I'll be honest, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical of the hype. I'm skeptical of whether or not this is going to live up to the hype. Uh, I'm very interested to see what it is and what it looks like. Um, so 
you know, uh, I, I mentioned on the on the discussion show this week that our Universal show, the last Monday of this month, the thirty first, I believe it is, is all about Harry Potter. We will have been there. At least Walter and I will have been there, and uh, we will uh, report back on what we think uh, of the whole experience. So. That is actually going to do it for our email show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be doing our Disboards show next week, so be sure to tune in for that. From all of us here, have a great week. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes, people. Stay out of the damn lakes. Don't make me tell you again. Don't make me come over there.